And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I am your host, Raider Hart, coming at you with my co-host with the most swag. That would, of course, be Mr. Raspy Raider. Raspy, you want to say what's up to Raider Nation? What is up, Nation? Long time no talk, man. Glad to be back. Excited, man. Every day that goes past, we're just getting closer and closer. So, man, for let's get into it, brother. Absolutely. And uh, today, you guys have actually tuned into a very special show. This is going to be the Raiders schedule release show. That's right. We're going to break down the topic that most of Raider Nation is talking about right now. That, of course, is we have the official schedule, guys. So we're going to break down the Raiders schedule. We're going to talk about what, if anything, kind of stands out on uh, first glance, you know, first look over the schedule. Um, what stands out, if anything, and then we're also going to give our sort of our first look predictions uh, just based off of our first sort of, uh, you know, look at the schedule. We do reserve the right to change our minds as we get closer to training camp. So this isn't going to be our final, final Raiders uh, season prediction, but we'll give our our first little crack at it. And then also we want to talk about just some brief Raider rumors going out there. There's a few guys, high profile uh, free agents that are still out there, believe it or not, that have some connections to the Raiders in the rumor mill. So we want to go over that as well. But before we go over any of that, guys, want to make sure to remind you to find us out there on social media. Uh, You can mainly find us on Twitter. I, I know Facebook is popular as well, but Twitter seems to be the hottest spot. You can still get us at, silver underscore hack and as i mentioned you can also find us on facebook you can get us on linkedin as well and for all of you out there that kind of like to sit back and, and do the podcast thing more than the social media thing we got you as well because you can find this episode as well as any of our previous episodes on all the major podcast providers and platforms out there guys so we're definitely not hard to find so make sure to find us out there Like, share, subscribe, spread the word, and uh, make sure to also, before we forget, keep your notifications turned on because the release schedule with the the lack of of activity in the offseason at times can be a little bit more erratic than it is during training camp or the regular season. So just make sure you keep your notifications on so you don't miss any episodes in the offseason. But with that out of the way, Raspy, you know, this, the, the schedule release for me, Raspy, is always one of my favorite sort of under-the-radar moments in the offseason. You know, we always talk about free agency, you know, even the combine, obviously the draft and, and uh, you know, offseason workouts, training camp. Those are, those are the big fish out there that everybody talks about. But for me, Raspy, it's always sort of a, a low-key 
moment for me, a big moment for me in the offseason when, when we get the official Raiders schedule, because that to me, maybe I'm a little bit different than you and some of the other Raider fans out there, Raspy, but for me, when I see the Raiders official schedule, and it's not just the whole, these are the opponents that you're going to face next year in the NFC and, and all that kind of stuff. This is where it actually, the next season actually starts to feel the most real in my mind, man. It, it Am I kind of way out there with that? No, I don't think so, man. I'm the same way, man. This is like, this is pen to paper right here. We know, like you said, you can hear about who you're going to, how that's going to line up. And it, once you see it on paper and can see, you know, with, with your own two eyes, like, okay, this is how it starts. This is how it ends. I, I'm with you on that. I, I like that as well, man. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's always interesting, but with the way that the team in the off season sort of went, you know, we, we get the sense that the Raiders are gearing up to make a run. Uh, finally, you know, this is something that a lot of us have been asking for, for the longest time. And with the addition of Devonte Adams and some of the other Chandler Jones and some of the other key additions there, it, uh, it obviously feels like the Raiders are doing that. So that makes the schedule release all that much more interesting, you know, cause you want to see how does it line up? You know, is it set up to get the rate? This is kind of what I look at, Raspy. I look at a few things, and I kind of want to get some of the things that you look at in a Raider schedule before we sort of break it down and get into the the actual meat and potatoes. But a few of the things that I actually look for in the in the the schedule release every year, Raspy, is a few things with the Raiders. At least in the Derek Carr era, I've I've been doing this. I look at the first four weeks just to see at what you know what kind of start that the Raiders could possibly get off to because that seems to really determine, you know, if the Raiders get off to a slow start, so it just, it doesn't seem to work out very well for them. I look at cold potential cold weather games is a big one for me. Um, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, the Derek Carr, he's been faring a little bit better the last couple seasons, but historically, Carr's record in, in games where the, the temperature at kickoff is below 50 degrees is not not the best. And the Raiders historically have not fared the best in those scenarios either. So those are two of the things that I always look for right out of the gate, Raspy. What are some of the things that you look at when you, when you first uh, get a Raiders schedule? Where does your mind go first and foremost? Well, first off, I like where your head's at on the cold weather games because that is a struggle. I mean, let's just be real. We've been, uh, you know, last – we had what, two or three years in a row where we started off and it was like, oh, man, if you can get through the first six, eight games of your schedule, man, with a winning record, you're in good shape. And we did just that with, with Gruden. And then we fell apart, you know. So, yeah, I, I look at that too. I, I like that point. I, I can definitely get on board with that because, you know, and we are, man, we're that West Coast team, I guess. Kind of been like that, like you said. But uh, for me, man, I guess it's just like positioning, seeing like looking at it. If you're checking off wins and losses, you know, like, man, things look, they look tough, man. And, you know, we knew we were going to play the NFC West. Obviously, we knew that. That's just a tough division. So those all those teams, you know, they ain't pumping fear in me or nothing, but they're all concerns, man. They're all good teams. So, I mean, we don't really know exactly. So I guess I can't jump on that too much. But I think the Cardinals, as long as they can get this figured out with Murray, but you know the Rams, you know, and the Niners are going to look at it. So 
Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, I, I guess I'm with you. The kind of the cold weather a little bit, and just some of those teams that we play. The Saints, you never know what they could be. The Colts, totally different. Looking at Matt Ryan being there now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Steelers, who knows with that game? That's crazy, but that's another cold weather game late in the season. Who knows who will be their quarterback at that point? We have no right. clue. Right. So, yeah, but it does. I mean, I guess it's like there's an air of excitement, though. You know, it's like, well, here we go, man. We know who we're going to play and when we're going to play them. So that part is like, gets you know, gets me juiced up and excited, too. But definitely uh, like your breakdown of the cold weather. And uh, I can uh, concur with we struggle in those. Yeah, we do. And and I just wanted to also speak real quick to something that you mentioned there uh, briefly that I see a lot of, I think most people are like you in this, in this way, most football fans, including Raider nation, I think are, are more, you know, more apt to be more like you when it comes to, you know, kind of trying to assess the difficulty of a schedule. And, and we see it in the national media too. I mean, all the major football media, you know, publications, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, Pro Football Focus, all of them, uh, Pro Football Outsiders, or Football Outsiders, uh, rather, they all do it too. So it's not like I'm the weird one, to, to, you know, to, to make it uh, a long story short there. But I find it difficult to assess the difficulty of this the next season's schedule before the games start because I, I tend to hear this every year with the Raiders, how, how hard our schedule is going to be. But – Raspy, doesn't it always seem like it's the weaker teams that that end up folding out on the schedule, especially like you said later in the year, where there's some maybe some cold weather cities dotted in, you know, later in the schedule. Doesn't it seem like it's the 500 and sub 500 ball clubs that kind of bring out the worst in the Raiders? Where sometimes the good teams, the Ravens, the you know, some of those types of teams, the Chargers, bring out bring out more of the upside, the better part of the Raiders. I, you know, I, I don't know. That's where I've seen. How, what have you seen there as far as – do the Raiders play up and down to the level of competition, do you feel? Oh, that man, we've been doing that forever. We've been doing that forever, playing down to teams we shouldn't lose to, man. Just look at the last couple games that we were in Oakland. We were at, oh. you know, as Oakland, trying to represent ourselves in Denver. Lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in our last home game in the Black oh. Hole. The Broncos at theirs at their house on the very last you know play of the game, so yeah. But I guess with me and I totally understand because yes, we do play down, and you're right. It does seem to bring out maybe the better in car and the better in our team, the better the opposition, but also the better the opposition. We've seen it. Look at the look at the ending of last year, getting into the playoffs in that Chargers game, and I just see teams like the Chargers twice that are ascending, the Chiefs twice necessarily say they're ascending, but I just don't think they're going to fall apart. <laughs> the Broncos, who knows with Russell Wilson? I think everybody's jumping on that chip real quick, trying to see how that goes. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. But, you know, you also have teams like, like I said, the Colts who have some defense. I mean, the Rams are going to be legit again, no matter what you say, what anybody says. The Niners are going to bring you a defense. You know, the the Titans, man, you got to deal with Derrick Henry. I'm not, like I said, I'm not scared, but there's just like, I just feel like power some of the weak stuff. Now, if we can hit that ground running like that and say, hey, all the 
better teams we play better against, then hell yeah, we'll be in good shape. I just see the bulk of our schedule is some teams that I just don't feel like are just going to fall off the face of the earth, you know, from last year to this year. But we'll see. And maybe, the, like said, and maybe that'll change. And maybe that'll change with Josh McDaniels and a whole new, completely new staff here. But it does seem like that was something that wasn't just a Gruden thing. That seemed like that was something as far as the Raiders playing up and down, despite, you know, or, you know, according to whatever the level of the competition is, that's good teams, they play better. If it's bad teams, they play down to whatever level that the team that's playing them. It seems like that that's something that predated even Gruden and, and Mayock, that seemed like that was something that we saw during the Reggie McKenzie era as well. So that's something that I hope that that changes because Raspy, we watch not just the, you know, we've watched the NFL and college football too for our whole lives, but we also watch, you know, NBA. We watch, you know, how about the Suns in game seven? Wow. Oh, you know, we, boy. We, I mean, <laughs> just talk about not showing up, man. Wow. That just, that redefines it right there, boy. Um, did, you hear Patrick Be- did, you, did you hear Patrick Beverly talking with Stephen A today? Oh, boy. I saw some clips. I didn't have a chance to watch uh, watch it, but I did see the clips. And I can't say I, 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 I can't say that I disagree uh, with with uh, too much. Yeah. I'm not a big CP3 guy. Uh, you know, throwing, some of you guys may be dag- He was throwing daggers at him, dude. It was, uh, right. it was, a, it was a good little watch. There was no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but but my point was, you know, we watch these other sports too. I even I'll even get down to some playoff baseball too, you know, depending on who's right. depending on the matchup. So, but this is something that I see, you know, Raspy from your experience watching all these different sports, doesn't it seem like the championship teams if you really want to be a championship team, you don't do that. You play to your level of of your your ceiling 85 to 90% of the of the matchups, no matter who it is, good, bad, or in between. So I hope that McDaniels and his new staff can get the Raiders out of this playing up to the good teams, but then sort of overlooking the the bad teams. That's, that's to me, is a hallmark of a championship team. So hopefully they can do that. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you on that one. Cause you, you, you know, that's the thing when you are that, when New England was going on their tear, they weren't getting upset by the Jets or the Bills. or <laughs> They beat those teams to death, dude. That's why they got so many home field advantages and first and second yep. top seeds, right, for 20 years, yep. right? That was the formula. Yep. You take care of a bad division. Now, for the Raiders, uh, our division is not going to resemble what the, the <laughs> NFC East looked like for all those years. This is supposed to be a brutal – division uh, we will get into the Broncos here in a minute but just to get into the specific games uh, Raspy I look at it here I do see some of those tough games that you're talking about you know cold weather games as well but let's just go through it for anybody that hasn't seen I'm sure you know 95% of Raider Nation has seen this schedule but for the few that maybe have been busy over the last few days and haven't had the chance to catch up we'll just go over it briefly here we start off with a tough one, guys. Uh, rematch of the basically the play-in game from last year, the thriller against the Chargers, the overtime thriller against the Chargers. We start off at the Chargers on September 11th. Then from there, we come back home for the Cardinals, at the Titans, back home for the Broncos, at Arrowhead the following week after that. Then we have a bye 
week six. Then coming out of the bye, we're at the Texans. No, we're home for the Texans, sorry. Then we're at the Saints, at the Jaguars, back home against the Colts, at Denver, then at the Seahawks, back home for the – what's up? No, you're good. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Back home against the Chargers to start December. Then, as Raspy mentioned, we got that tough one the week after uh, at the Rams. That's going to be a very tough two-game window there. Then we come back home against the Pats at that tough cold-weather game at the, the Steelers on Christmas Eve. Then we come back home against the Niners. And then to wrap up the regular season, we have a game that has a flex option here. It's either, according to the schedule, it's either going to be on January 7th or January 8th of 2023. And we wrap up the season in that game back home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and company coming into town. Just off the top of your head, Raspy, um, well, first off, before we get into the – I just want one more, want your opinion and one more thing here before we get into the specifics of the schedule. One more thing that stood out to me about this particular Raiders schedule, Raspy, that I was really surprised about. Were you as surprised as I was that the Raiders only have the three primetime games with all the hype there about the Raiders additions and the AFC West and those being at KC Week 5? at the Rams week 14 and then home against Belichick, the, the Belichick, Josh McDaniels reunion at the Raiders in week, week 15 at the death star in uh, Las Vegas. Does that surprise you as much as it surprised me just to have the three primetime games? Yes. Yeah, surprises the hell out of me. The Broncos are dude. The donkeys are getting five. They made the playoffs in six years, man. I mean, I get it. Russell Wilson's there, man. I, Okay, I hope they all just – they can all just jump on that boat together. Good luck with that. But, yeah, no, it does. It, it It's frustrating. It's irritating, man. We're a playoff team. You removed here. What are we doing? But whatever. You know what, man? Let them, let them go ahead and hate. Haters going to hate, man. We'll just go ahead and when we do make rivals, we'll make them count. But, man, I'm, I'm glad those last two games – I wish that would have worked out a little bit different on the schedule, but I'm, I'm glad at least those last two games are both at home. <laughs> That's a tough way to end the year. Right. Well, you know – and that's something we I want to talk we about. We, have we better hope we have something solidified at that point. Well, dicey. I was talking to I was talking to a lot of you guys out there in the nation uh, this week, um, or uh, over the last few days. I mean, it, it's beginning of the week, but over the last few days, rather. And you know, we've all agreed on on one thing that we were talking about, and that that's another thing besides the playing up and down to the level of competition that we would like to see change with McDaniel's is. Raspy, isn't it time for the Raiders to establish some home field dominance? It's been a while, man. It's it. The Raiders need to step up now. I think would be a great time with this new regime, with this, you know, team that's built to try to make a run at the Super Bowl. Let's just be real. This is what it is. I don't know that you can do that with the way that we've been sort of giving away games. This has not been a tough place to play for opponents yet. Coming out to the to the desert raspy and isn't that something that's got to change man the Raiders have got to make coming to Las Vegas is good starting this season has got to become a place where 
it's no longer a place where fans from the other teams can say, okay, let's go there. It's going to be a fun time. And, you know, teams have been winning there. We can go there, see a win and then go, it's got to be, it's got to become a place where when, when opposing teams, fans see that, you know, when they're scheduling the the trip to Vegas, yeah, we can go out there. We're pretty much going to get destroyed. We're going to get our butts kicked out there, but we can go out there. Doesn't that have to change too? I, I, be, I believe it does. I mean, you got to start to become a bully in this division. If you don't become a bully in this division, you're going to get bullied. That's just kind of the way that goes, man. That's just dog-eat-dog world, man. So, yeah, absolutely we do. Now, will it ever be like it was? No, because the game's different. I get it. You need to be that team that, yeah, you come into our house, man, you're going to be in for a real fight, and you're going to be leaving with an L. What's your theory as to why we've struggled to, to be that team at home since the, we we moved to Vegas? This really, you kind of mentioned it at the beginning, this really did start at the O towards the end there when, you know, moving to Vegas, it had already started. But do you think it's just this nice new stadium? Do you think that the new Vegas fan base really hasn't grown into the, into how to, you know, sort of, create that kind of atmosphere? Is it something with the players? What's your theory as to why we haven't been able to establish, you know, our new home stadium as being that, that place that's a dreaded place, that difficult place for other teams to go and play? You know, well, you know, all of it is new, like, you know, like on all the, you know, Vegas presidents and I'm not hating on them saying they're not backing us up. That's not what we're doing by any means. But I also think that, there was there used to just be that that allure, you know, that that the gave off, man. And it was because they won, and they won like high flying, throwing the ball like crazy, being innovative, dogging teams out, walking teams away. You know what I mean? Not 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 settling for a fourteen point win. Let's go knock them out. You know, let's throw a thirty on them make them leap between their tail with their tail between their legs. So that, that's something that does have to happen. And I've, I've been hard on car for that. It's like a killer instinct. And I think as a franchise, we need that more too, especially like you said at home, you got to have that killer instinct, man, where it's like you go to play Vegas, man, it's going to be an adult and you're probably going to go away with a loss. But like I said, that's something that has to be instilled with these guys. Now I think McDaniels will bring, just a different type of package to this offense. And if I'm telling you right now, if this offense can figure out the red zone stuff, man, we'll be A-OK. Well, that was a big part of it with Gruden, especially, is that he didn't believe in putting teams away. That, For right. whatever reason, that, that's going to continue to be one of the things about Gruden that was the most mind-boggling you know, aspect of his – of his time with the Raiders. And that's saying something. Cause I mean, just about every week he, something would come out or he would say or do something that would kind of just blow your mind and not in a good way. It's just the, the lack of, of killer instinct and the other just <laughs> true to form, you know, Raspy, you mentioned, you know, Derek Carr and, and maybe he had a lack of killer instinct in some areas at home. And I'm going to go to the other side of the ball and say that it's hard. It makes it a lot harder to establish home field dominance when your defense you know, over the cars era is, is average 20, allowing over 26 points a game. It makes it a lot easier for opposing quarterbacks to feel comfortable in other, you know, on the road in other people's stadiums, other teams' houses. 
despite what the fans do, if the defense is making it easy and giving them easy looks, easy reads, they're, you know, completing and moving the chains, completing third downs, that goes a long way to making it easy to, to you know, to win in, on, on the road in other people's buildings as well. So between those two things, they, they need to figure those things out. McDaniels and Patrick Graham have some work to do in those areas. Amen, brother. I can't argue that either. <laughs> right. So since we can't argue about that, maybe we can find something to argue about <laughs> in the specifics of the schedule here. Let's go. Let's just get right into it, into our predictions. Raspy, you know, I almost had us my, – my first run through, I had us going 12 and 5, and then I realized that that's just something about that. The Raiders just really don't go 12 and 5. There's always this struggle. Whether, they, whether the team's good enough or not, it doesn't matter. There's always this struggle that seems to happen there. So I went back through again, and I scaled it back. I went back and I looked at some of the games. Like I, I initially I had the Pittsburgh game as a win and I still think that that's a game that we should win on paper right now. But then I thought about the cold weather thing. I thought about the defense thing that Pittsburgh is still going to most likely have. And I, that's when I flipped, I flipped that one from a W to an L and flipped one on a, on a quick one because Quite frankly, I wasn't sure, so like I rapid fired these, and I'm God's honest truth. Um, there's only one game I'd flip, and that is Week One to Week Twelve, or I guess it'd be Week One to Week Thirteen, and it's the Charger games. I had us coming out with a dub to start and losing late, so I came out with eleven and six right off the jump. Not to cut you off, but yeah, I was that's where I was just off the start. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. I actually have us losing that Chargers game too, coming out of the out of the gate. I just think that the Chargers are going to be super emotional, based off of the way that the season ended last year. You know, they have a little bit more continuity. You know, coming back, especially on offense, and I just think that they're going to have a lot to prove there. I I wanted to give us the win there, but I think we're going to win on uh, December the 4th against the Chargers. And I just don't know that we, we haven't been able to sweep Herbert yet. We've, we've, we've split with them every year. And I think that that's going to continue again. Um, one thing I think does help us though, Raspy is, is week two. No D hop with the Cardinals that week. We're not going to have to oh, face yeah. Hopkins because of the PED. Wasn't yeah, it a PED suspension? That. Yeah. So, Good call. That's a key one there because he's a he's a guy that, you know, that's a pretty even matchup on paper if Hopkins is playing. Without Hopkins, we clearly have the best receiver. We have the best receiver anyway, but that's a lot closer between the yeah. two of them. That You could say that they're one and two. I'm sure some people have that. Um, but without Hopkins, I think it's a, a clear – and then you have Chandler Jones, you know, on this side of the matchup, you know, instead of being with – with the Cardinals. So that was enough for me to, to go ahead and give us the win there. Me too. How do you see that one going? I got a dub. I got a dub there as well. Same way. I feel like, uh, I feel like you said, that's like a, a chance for Chandler Jones to just go and wreck shop. I could see that being real nice and him being a hell of an advantage as a Raider in the house. You know what I mean? I think that could be good. Yeah, and, you know, it's 
also should mention that that's the, that would be the Raiders' home opener too. So you always have yep. a little bit of extra yep. extra juice there. Um, start Raiders starting out on the road for the first time in a couple of years. That'll be interesting too. We've we've started off at home in recent years. What about week three? We travel to the Titans on uh, nine twenty five. I have us taking an L on that, and I, and I know that they've given a you know they got rid of. Uh, the receiver, Julio Jones is gone and Brown is gone. Right. Um, you know, but I just see it being a game that we should win, but maybe Derrick Henry be too much. I don't know. I, I just have it as an L because I took I did these quick. So I'm uh, – I guess right. right now, like I said, I won. So I, I've got to start off one and, you know, <laughs> one and two, which isn't great. Oh, that would be a concern. I have us winning in the at, at the in the Music City at at uh, Tennessee. You know, it's it's because of what you said. You know, no AJ Brown. They made a bunch of changes there, and then you know you talk about Derrick Henry, and he's you know no doubt he's scary. There's no doubt about that. But how is he coming off of this injury? You know, running backs with that those kind of miles that even guys like Derrick Henry, it doesn't go on forever. He's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. Probably still going to be a factor, but the Raiders have also made a lot of changes. To, I don't think we're going to be as easy to run on anymore in that, you know, maybe to a fault. So I think that the Raiders win that game at the Music City. So that's one that we disagree on. So uh, we'll have to look for that. But what about the next week? We have our first game against the new look Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos on 10-2. We got them donkeys um, coming on into town. How do you see that one? I see us winning that game and maybe setting a little bit of a tone there. Another one where we're at home. We got to win that game. You got to say you got to set the tone with this whole new regime they think going there. Couldn't agree any more than I do, man. I got that as a as a W. You know, we talked about it. The Raiders have to establish a home field dominance that they have not shown yet in Vegas. Haven't shown really in a few years, even going back to California, like we said. The Raiders do start that here in 2022. They beat the Broncos. Look, I'm just – let's just – you know, we said we're, we kind of teased it that we were going to get into this. Look, Raspy, I'll just go ahead. I'll go ahead and be on on a limb here. I don't – I'm not buying the new-look Broncos just yet, and I'm not buying Russell Wilson with the Broncos just yet. I know that that's not the most popular opinion out there. Probably very popular in Raider Nation, but just – nationwide i think a lot of people would would be disagreeing disagreeing with me on that but you know there's a lot i'm just i need to see it first i need to see that russell wilson is still the guy that that most people seem to think i just think raspy it's a little strange that everybody's just sort of brushing over the fact that pete carroll doesn't think he's got it anymore right i mean despite whatever he might say, Pete Carroll does not think Russell Wilson is still a franchise Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And to me, I just find it bizarre, Raspi, that so many people, nobody's even mentioning that. They just act like Pete Carroll willingly just traded away a great quarterback and is, that's still in his prime. He he clearly doesn't feel that way, Raspi. I don't know. Well, and even their owner. I mean, their owner was the one that built that team. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm not going to sit here and say Russell Wilson's done by any means because I don't know the man, you know. But I also, you know, they built a winner over there in Seattle, man, put them in two Super Bowls. I mean, they're one stupid play call away from going back to back or whatever it was, you know, two out of three, whatever the heck it was. So a decade ago, though. I know that's what I'm saying. And look what's happened since. So I think that's kind of where they're at is like, hey, man, it's time to move on. They're rolling the dice for crying. No Smith and Drew Locke. I mean, they didn't do anything. Right. It's not like they had a young, you know, Aaron Rodgers, a young Steve Young behind Montana. They passed up on Malik Willis and and countless other quarterbacks. They don't. They don't think Russell Wilson can play anymore. So whether I, you know, look, he could prove me wrong. He's been a great quarterback in the past. He could come in there and prove me wrong. I just need to see it because I'm just not going to, you know. And by the way, too, they had better. He had better weapons with the Seahawks last year than what he's going to have now, and they still didn't get in. So I don't know. I need to see it with the Broncos before I start crowning them, you know, AFC West champions or anything, any of that nonsense. Same with the Chargers, too. I'm a little bit more sold in the Chargers because I, do, I, I think that Herbert is on the way up, and I think Will, Russell Wilson's on quite possibly on the way down. I'm not going to say he's done like you. You know, I'm, 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 I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far as to say he, that he's done, but I'm also not going to just go out there and say that he's 2013. I'm not going to say he's dangerous either. I'm not going to say that either. So, because the guys that just traded him away, they don't think he's dangerous anymore. So, we'll see how that goes. We both agree that the the Raiders punch the the, the donkeys in the mouth on ten two and get that W. Pete Carroll's over there. You want to crown him? Crown him. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, he's he's very. You know, we always were told that actions speak a lot louder than words, Raspy. I know that we're you know a little bit more old school than some people out there, but. Isn't that always what, what you heard growing up to actions speak louder than words? And could could Pete Carroll's actions be speaking any louder? I don't think when it so. comes to that. We'll see. Like I said, maybe he's wrong, maybe he's not, but uh we've given the donkeys too much is. We're we're like ESPN over here. Right, right. I just wanted to I just wanted to mention that because we no, teased it at you. the beginning. I mean, dude, it's right there. It's I mean this team, they have a decent team. I'm not completely hating on this team. They have a decent team. They have been a quarterback away for a long for a long time. But I'm not saying a quarterback away from us being scared of them. But I'm saying a quarterback away from having a chance to contend for playoffs. Yeah, that's what they've been. We'll see. Well, are we all are we are we sure that their defense is going to be what it was either? Because everybody's assuming no. that it's going to be the same defense that they've had. Now you're adding Russell Wilson. Vic Fangio ain't there anymore either. That's the other big elephant in the room that nobody's talking about. The guy that made the defense what it was is gone and now there's an untested guy there so there's every reason to think that their defense which which by the way wasn't exactly the 85 bears with Vic Fangio last year it was slightly overrated in my opinion anyway now you have an un, unproven untested guy taking the reins there so the whole lot of assumptions being made for a team that that's been straight up trash since Peyton Manning was there that's all I'm saying so they were highly highly Highest paid Every defense. year they are. Every the year they get overrated. They were the highest paid defense in the league by a long shot and underperformed. So yeah, I'm with and you. We were able to move the ball on them without Henry Ruggs. So and and other right. teams were able to do the same. So let's just go ahead and pump the brakes on the Broncos, who by the way were supposed to be better than us last year, the year before that, and the year before that as well, and weren't. So let's just go ahead and, and uh, hold the phone there. 
week uh the week after the Bronco victory, we we go to KC on 10-10. Not quite a cold weather game yet, getting closer, but the Arrowhead's always been a tough venue for us, Raspy. I got an L there, man. It is tough. I mean, I guess part of me like Oh, I almost wants to flip flop those because if we're gonna win one, maybe win it early. But but I'm gonna call. I got it as an L, so I'm calling an L, man. Like I said, we're not starting off real great, but I also there's some uh, some clear skies coming. So you have us starting off at what two and three? Yeah, yeah. I got us the opposite at three and two, um, because obviously I've got the L here too at Arrowhead. Look, no Ty- no Tyreek Hill could be a very, very big deal. And I still expect them to be good. I think obviously you by the, the, you know, based off your pick, you still think that they're going to be good. And I think most of us do. There is a chance that they take a couple steps back without that big time home run threat that they've always had there. But that's another one that I need to see before I can start picking wins at Arrowhead. And we've just struggled so much there. So I agree. I got the Raiders falling short there at Arrowhead and then Raspy we have the bye week after that what's your thoughts of a week where 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 what's your what's your bye week philosophy are you uh do you think are you one of the ones that thinks it matters where you have your bye week do you like to have it in the middle of the season do would you like to have it later earlier not care think, what's your philosophy if it were me, I think I'd rather have I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I guess for the guy, I mean, for the player's sake, obviously they're probably thinking later, you know what I mean? But I don't play the damn game. So I'm thinking of it from our perspective. I want to, to be able to kind of build a run, man. I'd rather almost have it earlier in the season and let's hit, you know, get our headwind and let's roll. We don't play very good coming off the buy any damn way. So if it's going to happen, I want it to happen early. But yeah, yeah, that can. could all change. That could all change. You know what I mean? It could. I mean, some of this stuff is going to change with with a new right. regime, new coaching and staff in there. Forward, so, yeah, I'm like you, man. I like to get a moment. I like to get that momentum. You know, it, it feels like sometimes when you get that bye week later on, and you may get some guys some rest, and you know, heal up some of those bumps and bruises. But sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes it seems like the teams that come in off of that seven straight, you know, seven straight wins down the stretch with no break, and then they go right into the playoffs on that hot streak. It just seems like sometimes, like the Bengals, to be quite honest, you know, they they yeah. catch fire. Sometimes well, the bye week kind of put that out. The Giants against the you know, eighteen and zero. <laughs> Patriots right. going in and shutting that whole thing down. They were on fire at the end of the season. Right. And this is where I kind of have us catching fire. Like, it kind of dwindles a little bit, but I also think if we catch fire the way I think we will in this stretch, coming that I, I don't think it'll matter as much. Yeah, it, it very well – it's better to do it that way, to be honest. Yep. yep. So – uh yeah, and, and as far as my bye week philosophy, I really don't know that I have one. But, yeah, I think, like, basically, like I was saying, I think I'm more like you. The earlier, the better. But we don't play the game, so. Right. Who knows? They they would probably disagree. But coming yeah. off the bye week, huh? I said I wouldn't blame them either. They're the ones that are out there getting beat up. 
beat to death every week. Does so one week off it. really make that much of a difference, especially that late in the season, though? Like, do you really go in the week after know, at ninety percent? Maybe not. These guys are these guys are a different type of you know humans, so it's different. <laughs> yeah, doubt about that. I got us breaking that bye week curse on ten twenty three coming off of the bye week at Houston. I got us that would normally, like you said, would be a very scary game, but I just feel like the Texans are in such disarray right now that it. I just have us winning that game. I do too, and I have us going on a pretty decent run after that. It's funny you should say that because the next week, uh, Halloween Eve, we go to the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, you have a win that week. I do. This is one of those ones I have a, a weird feeling about. I don't know why, but I, I picked us to lose this game, and I don't have any logical reason. But the Raiders always seem to drop at least one game where there's no logical reason why they should lose. Hopefully that'll be a lot less with McDaniels. And I have no other reason to think that they lose that game other than that. You know, I mean, they still have a good defense, though. And you never know. It is did Jameis is is Jameis taking over down there? You hear Drew Brees talking about he may want to come back. I don't I don't know if they would, would even want to go back down that road. Even he looked pretty done to me, Raspy, at the end there. He didn't look like Tom Brady looked when he thought about retiring. But why do I have a weird feeling about this Saints matchup? I, why do I have this as a as an L? Because it's one of those games for us. It's one of those games where you're going on the road. Who knows what time you'll be an early one might as well be because that's when we usually play the worst but even if it's yeah. not I don't know when this is but it's one of those games it's one of those trappy games that we get in we're, we're flying out to New York to play an 11 o'clock game against the freaking two and seven Jets and you lose you know what I mean it's weird I don't know but I have yeah. us actually trying to break that I think McDaniels brings a little more stability there maybe we can like we talked about start to us some of these games that we know we should. Well, we need that consistency. Yep. You know, that's been one of the things where if if this team had been a little bit more consistent in years past, years like 2019 and 2020 probably turned into playoff years. Yep. We're, we're probably looked at as a wholly different organization. We're a perennial playoff team. You know, we'd be looked at a lot like the teams like the Ravens or some of those other teams that are usually in the playoffs. So just that little bit of consistency – hopefully for McDaniels will go a long way, Raspy, and that'll really show up in, in weeks like 11-6 where they're at Jacksonville. How do you have that going? I got that uh, dub. I, like I said, I feel like we start to build some momentum here. We beat the Texans, beat the Saints, and then we go into Jackson, Jacksonville and beat them up too. I agree. I have us winning that. Now, if Trevor Lawrence is anything close to the quarterback that most of us thought he was going to be, didn't really look didn't really look like that a lot last year, to be honest. But then he had Urban Meyer as his coach for the you know for for the for the season, so kind of just flush that season and, and kind of just move on. But this will be a week that will really show if the Raiders are more consistent if they have made those changes because Jacksonville it looks like a, a pushover game. I expect them to still be rebuilding to a large degree raspy, but 
hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence has a nice bounce back you know, season. You just never know what happens there. But the Raiders on paper, are clearly the better team. And those are the type of games that you got to win, especially if you want to have any chance of winning the AFC West, not just making the playoffs. Just can't drop too many of those types of games. So we agree there. The Raiders picked that one up. Do they pick it up against a angry, pissed off, out for blood, Yannick Ngakwe on 11-13 when the Colts come out to the desert to exact revenge? In my eyes, no, they don't. Gus Bradley's going to be out for blood. He's going to be sending the dogs along with, like you said, Mr. Unique doing his thing. And I also I have us winning most of our home games. We're not going to win all our home games. So this is one of those where I could see us getting on a little bit of a roll and them coming in and maybe slapping it to us a little bit because they have nothing to lose. And Gus has show them what they missed out on. Yeah, this is one that we disagree on. I think that we get the Colts there. I think Matt Ryan is is very close to the end, if not already there. Uh, I hear what Ngakwe is saying, but, you know, I think – And it's not even all Ngakwe either. I mean, you know, Jonathan Taylor's there ready to run the ball. they got a hell of an offensive line. They're going to come to play. Matt Ryan won't have to do much besides try to just connect on some intermediate throws and – keep the game within reach. I just see it being a tough one that we lose. See, I guess that's where we see this this year's Raiders a little bit different. I don't think we're going to be easy to run on anymore. I think that Patrick Graham clearly with what he's, you know, the the free agent moves, what he did in the draft, you know, just look at in some of the rumors that are out there with guys that they're still looking to add. He clearly has a completely different philosophy as far as defending the run than what Gus Bradley had. This, I'm not saying this is the philosophy that I prefer because, it, honestly, it's not. I prefer going – stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Yeah. I don't think we're – I think he's going to make it a point that I don't think we're going to be a team that you can just line up and run on anymore with the Taylors, with the yeah, uh, and I, and of the world. I got us winning yeah. that one. And I'm not even saying that necessarily that they're just going to just run all down our necks or anything. I just, I just see us losing that one at home for no other reason than we can't win them all at home. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hope we, this is the year that we actually do do that for once, but right. yeah, I got, I got us beating the Colts there. Um, what about, what about week, what about week 11 at the donkeys? That one I have us losing, and it's just because, and you guys are probably saying, after everything you said about they're not the same, it's only because we've swept the Broncos the last couple of years, and you just aren't going to sweep your division foes every year. That's the, that's literally all it is. If this was, if that wasn't the case, it's, it's not because the, I think the Broncos are going to be that much better. And, and the other part of it is, you know, it's the cold weather factor. I just think that those two things that that could very well not a gimme in in Denver on November twentieth to be a cold quote unquote cold weather game. It could be a mild, you know, type of fall experience there, but could also very well be a cooler or colder weather game. And they've gotten off lucky, Raspy. The last I think this year on this schedule and and last year's schedule as well, they got off lucky with didn't they didn't get as many cold weather games scheduled as i've seen in years past so i just think that the the couple that they get they they may have a hard time getting by those 
I just, yeah, that's one that I have us losing. Where, where are you at with that? Well, and out being out here living in Colorado, man, it's crazy. That early in the season, I mean, it used to be snow. Hart and I used to be trucking through two feet of snow to school or they'd call, you know. It's not like that anymore. It's weird. But I have a, I have a sweep in the donkeys, and it's not just because I'm biased or anything. I just – I have a, like – Welcome, welcome to our division, Russ. Let's get after it. I feel like Chandler Jones is going to rip Russ's head off this year. I really do. I can't wait to see it. So, but no, I'm winning that game coming off the L to the Colts. I almost want to switch my pick the more I think about it because Chandler Jones does have a history against Russell Wilson. And even more than that, Patrick Graham has done a very good job defending Russell Wilson in the past as well with the, he, he his two deep coverages against Russell Wilson's had some problems with that type of coverage in the past. But and the other thing, too, is I, I do think the Broncos are going to have a hard time scoring points with us. I'm just not sold on on their, their receiving core as, as it is right now. I'm just not if Corlin Sutton's your number one, I just have some real questions. Our number one is Devontae Adams so that you just look at just do the math there. But yes, sir. I, do have, I do have us losing that one. Um, just like a hard luck type of loss there, divisional loss. We get those. That was, happens that every year. That was the Colts one for me. It's just kind of one of those hard luck losses for no good reason, you know? Right, right. Um, but, it, yeah, so we have that. What about the following week? We go back-to-back road games there. So we go 1127 we head out to Seattle to take on Drew Locke and the new look Seahawks there, minus Russell Wilson. How do you see that one going, man? I If it stays the way they are at quarterback, we beat the brakes off the Seahawks. So, Yeah, hard to see that one going any other way. I mean, they weren't good last year with Russell Wilson, and now they – look, I've been harder, harder on Russell Wilson than most people have been, you know, just kind of giving – giving him a pass saying he's going to be great in Denver automatically. But I look, he's better than Drew Locke. I'm not going to go that far. He's much better than Drew Locke. It is an upgrade. And so they weren't good last year with, with Russell Wilson. They're going to be that much worse with Drew Locke. I think that they may be trying to soft low key, you know, looking at tanking this year, Raspy. I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it too, that next year's quarterback class is much, much, much better by everybody's, account than this one that we just had so maybe they're they're looking at some soft tanking there but um we agree there the the raiders come back and beat the seahawks on the road then to start december so now we're we're in that that home stretch raspy that that in some years has given the raiders some difficulty they begin that stretch home against the chargers that's a dangerous one this is the one that I told you I switched. This is why I had a starting off so rough because I figured we'd split with them. And I had the L originally coming later, but I switched it. Um, I feel like we're going to win this. We're going to win. We're going to take one from the Chargers. So this is where we do it. We do it at home. And we do it after a nice little five, six, you know, Five, six-week stretch with a couple or with four road games in there. I think we're road warriors. That's where I have us right now. I don't know why, but that's where I have us right now. So, I have us winning that one too, man. I think it's going to be a lot like week 17 of last right. year. 
I think it's going to be explosive. I think it's going to be high flying. I think there's probably going to be both teams with 30 plus points on the board. And I think that the Raiders are going to run off the fl- off the field celebrating like they did to, to wrap up the playoff spot at the end of the regular season last year. So we agree there. Raiders beat the Chargers at home. Then we go to a very familiar building. Now, this will be the second time that the Raiders have to go there this year. Raiders go back to L.A. to play the Rams. Very talented team, Raspy. It's be a lot of star power on display in that game. That'll be one of the uh, – that's one of our prime time matchups too, man. The Raiders do play better in prime time. How do you see that one going? I, I and I and I'm with you on that. We do play better, you know, in these prime time games against, you know, good opponents. But I just I think we kind of know what we're getting with the Rams and that they're McVeigh's just gonna keep mixing it up because we already know what you're getting. It's not really changing much of it. It's they're gonna keep what they do with some different wrinkles. I feel like this is a hard-fought game, but we catch an L on this one. I think we lose this one, too. I really do. I think that the Raiders try to they, – they start to sputter a little bit here. I think that they – Yeah, I had it like that early, like early, too, like where I was like, ah, I think we're going to falter late, and it, we seem to do that, so I get it. I think it'll look like we're about to falter. I think we lose at the Rams. I think it's with this one, Raspy, I think it's no more than if the Rams are coming to Vegas, I'd pick I'd pick us to win that, that I game. Do. I think it's a home I think it's a home thing for me too. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Looking forward to that Ramsey matchup against oh, the Valley yeah. too. That's that's gonna be worth the price. That'll be worth the price this year. Yep. Patriots week 15. Where you at? I have a Belichick special here. I think I that Belichick jumped here and shocks. This is the one home loss I have us taken here. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that Belichick comes in and stifles. The Jedi Master stifles his student there and, and shuts us down. And it just cooks up one of those Bill Belichick specials and 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 stops the uh, the Raiders' offense as only he really can do. He who knows Josh McDaniels better than than Bill Belichick anyway. I have us losing that one at home. Tough one. I ain't with you on this one. I think uh, Skywalker comes through, man. He I think he gets a dub for us, man. I <laughs> really? think uh, I I think I think Matt Return Jones. I think uh, Mac Jones is going to have his hands full, man, with with Mad Max and Mr. Jones. It's going to be a rough day. So I uh, I do. I see us winning that game. I see him kind of uh, pulling that off, like I said, man, going Skywalker on him. <laughs> I hope so, man. I mean, got to win those games coming down the stretch. And, and it would be nice to beat Belichick. On you know, on a national stage, national TV, I know McDaniel's would love nothing more than to go out there and, and whoop his uh, right. his uh, his former teacher there. Um, a lot of respect there between those guys, but yeah, I have us losing that one. 
And then we we turn right back around on Christmas Eve and and have what will almost surely be a cold weather game, Raspy, at Pittsburgh there on Christmas Eve. Do we are we naughty or nice? Do we get the win or what happens? Christmas it's, Eve. It's it's a nice one for us on Christmas Eve. We win that game, man. We're do this one, man. Our uh, last real Christmas game was not a good one for us, or Christmas Eve game, I should say. So we get this dub. At Pittsburgh. I got some coal in the stocking there for a Raiders three-game losing streak and where some concern is going to start up. And it's just because of the cold weather stuff again, guys. I just have a feeling that the the Steelers' defense is going to at least hold form. I don't see them, you know, falling apart or, or, you know. I I think it's going to be the same Steelers' defense as what we've seen, if not even better. Not sure about the quarterback situation there, but you know when your defense shows up, if the in you know if the cold weather kind of short circuits the Raiders' passing game, because I do think that the Raiders most of the work, most of the heavy lifting, Raspy, I still expect to be from the Raiders' passing game. The way that this this offense is structured, that worries me a little bit in cold weather against a very very good defense on the road on Christmas Eve. I have some panic starting up there with I the late don't know who the hell, Nobody knows who the hell their quarterback's going to be. So even if it Baker Mayfield or something, I'm not stressing that. So I'm doing the math here, homie. You know, my mind's starting to spin. So we have two games left. You're taking two L's to the Chiefs. I'm jumping ahead. I know it. But is that where your head's at? What do you got us going a, week, week 17? We only have two more weeks, man. Let's, I know. Let's Where are you going, out. man? Will you, you call us beating the Niners and losing to the Chiefs? Where are you at? Where's your heads at? I got us winning both of them. Oh, you are? Gonna, okay. Okay. So I, I don't think the Chiefs I don't think the Chiefs are just L. a walking L anymore without Tyreek Hill. I really don't. That's what no, made them I'm so not... scary to defend was Tyreek Hill. They're still going to be good, but I don't just think that they're just this walking L anymore. And I think that we have a little bit of something in, you know, we have something for them. We, 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 we owe them one. They spanked us bad last year, both times. And I just remember what we came out a couple of years ago after getting spanked by the chiefs a few times a year before. And we just had enough of it, man, and hung a 40 burger on him. And it was just having Henry Ruggs in, in, in Aguilar is all it took really. And we have Devonte Adams, so I just I do I think we beat the Chiefs at home not on not at Arrowhead but I do think we get them at home. So you think we and you have us beating the Niners too? So I, I must have just been a week off from you somewhere. I must have been a game off because I got us taking an L to the to the Niners and then beating the Chiefs in the finale. Yeah, I got us winning both of those. I got us right in the ship and taking so, those last two games. Twelve and five. Eleven and six. 11 and 6. That's where I thought I was at. So I must be mixed up a little bit on you. But either way, that's where I got us to 11 and 6. And we were 10 and 7 last year. With these upgrades we've made, I know other guys and, you know, other teams in this division and around the league are making upgrades too, man. It is time for us to go solidify a playoff spot, man, and go try to go win this damn division, man. Actually, I have us at 10 and 7. Now looking that's at it. Okay. I was going to say, I thought we were off by one pick. I got us yeah, 11 and 6. Yeah, I was it because I flopped the Pats. That's what I did. I, fl- I flipped the Pats one from a win to a loss thinking about Belichick. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. You let Belichick I do have us getting in as a wild card, though, at 10 and 7. No, and I, I think 11 and 6 could probably win you the division. I really truly it feel could. that way. I think 10 and 7, you know, man, this this West is uh, it's the wild, wild West on both, you know, both the AFC and the NFC, man. These are good teams all over the place, you know. Come with what, but – and we got to play them all. <laughs> so this should be interesting. You know what? You're right. We're not losing to the Steelers, man, with Pickett no. behind center, are we? No. Nope. I'm going to show some faith that we've figured out something because we won a couple cold-weather games the last couple years. We beat the Browns. Right. Could have beaten the Bengals, and it was cold in the playoffs. That's not why we lost that game. I didn't feel it had anything to do with the cold. Man, we played yeah, I'm going to flip that one. I like it. Yeah, because we really didn't look too much different against the Bengals in Vegas. It was pretty much. Well, and this the, is a, and this is a this is a tough one, man, because it's like we literally went on this make a quick, but you know, seventeen games. <laughs> so, so it's it just and that shows again how this schedule actually start positioning teams and timing and where they're at home away that kind of thing then you can start getting a little bit better grasp i'm not to say you're going to get it all right because you know that obviously that's not happening but it gives you a little better idea of what you're looking at well that's why i said we reserve the right to change as we get closer to training camp you know if we add certain guys that i'm going to ask you about before we wrap up here uh in a minute if we add some more players like that that could certainly flip my prediction up some if some guys get hurt or whatever if some players sign in the elsewhere in the division that could bump it down some too or or we just we we reserve the right to change up until our official prediction show before the regular season that's where we'll give our concrete record prediction but this is sort of a teaser where our head is at right now we both have us at 11 and 6 right yes sir in play to win the division with the record like that, I totally agree with Raspy Raider there. This is not going to be a cakewalk for somebody like the the Chiefs or a lot. The Chargers seem to be the sexy pick out there right now amongst the national talking heads. I don't think anybody's going to come out there and go, you know, 13 and four or something like that. Even 12 and five is going to be very, very difficult. So 11 and six could put you right there in play. For the for the division crown, which the Raiders haven't tasted one of those since the last time we were at the Super Bowl, two thousand and two, was the last time they've won the AFC West. So they're man, you want to talk about overdue? I don't think that that's yeah. And now that I, term there. you just like you just put so much in context with me as to how I had us finishing. I have us literally beating the Chiefs. We both do. In the last week of the season, that would make the division. It would almost have to, unless it very well could. Unless they were eleven and four at that time, or were you know, or eleven and five. I just don't see four. that. I just don't see that. I just I don't, don't see. Either. I need to see their I schedule. Me... So that's why I'm with you, and I just I love just the hype of it, man. It just like it's exciting to be like, hey, man, I feel like we could be right in that mix. I do. I really do. I, I think do. That ain't a pipe dream for me, man. I believe it. I really do with the upgrades we've made. And I love our free agent. Our free agent class is legit. And folks, I know we didn't touch a lot on draft and all that stuff either, man, but 
And even like like Hart said, you can listen to the talking heads, but the talking heads are saying that our draft was and we didn't start drafting until round three. So there's we still got some guys that can help me some pieces down the road. We'll see how that goes. But if the free agency class the line is or the list is pretty long. And there's some guys that uh might be out there getting more playing time than you think. I like Kenny Young. I, I, I like that pickup. We'll see what that does. I love Jay and Brown. I mean, there's just there's so many little just things that have went along. Not little things, but picks that have happened or, you know, free. I just I feel like this could be pretty deep, man. Well, speaking to that, before I let you get out of here, man, the last thing I wanted to touch on is the Raider rumors out there speaking to exactly what you're talking about because – it looks like and it feels like and even sounds like if you listen to Vinny Bassignor and, and some of the Raider talking heads that I trust that they do have a, an ear inside that building have made it very clear that, that they feel that, that the Raiders are still looking to add at least one more piece. And the four names that have come up, Raspi, that have been linked to the Raiders that I think are viable, I think these are these are four names that are really legitimately going to be considered by the Raiders. I don't think this is, you know, remember back in the day where agents of certain players would use the Raiders as leverage and just yeah. lie and think the Raiders were into it and we really weren't just to get the money up elsewhere. I don't think that that's happening here. You wouldn't do that at this point of free agency anyway, because most teams have spent their, spent their free agent cash already. But the four names that, I, that I've heard are uh, Bradbury, that we've, you know, obviously we've talked about that in the past, but then the other three, Indomitian Sue, Nelson Aguilar, and this is the one that I find most surprising, if not intriguing, Odell Beckham Jr. So, Raspy, just for for the sake of time, we won't break down all four necessarily. But if the Raiders, if you're the, if you took over for Ziegler just for a minute, if he handed over the GM tag to you just for a second and said, go ahead and sign two of these guys and wrap up free agency for us. And only two. So you can only pick two of those four, four guys for the Raiders, Bradbury, Sue, Aguilar, Odell Beckham Jr. Which two do you like best for the Raiders out of that group? Well, I'm going to make it quick. And I'm not going to say I'm going to speak for hard, but I feel like we might be on the same page on this one. And it might, confuse some some of you or just shock some of you. For me, right now, you go Bradbury, Aguilar. Let's go get to work. 100%, man. Bradbury, I think, speaks for himself. A good corner that's been in Patrick Graham's system and has had success playing for the man that's our defensive coordinator right now. So that's obviously that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I hear the Indomitian Sioux stuff, and it seems like there is some legitimacy to it. He did have six sacks last year, Raspy, so I can't just dismiss it. He's been a great, great player in his day, but I just wonder what, so how much fuel tackles. is left in that tank. Yeah, and, and how much fuel is left in that tank, and we have so many D tackles. I just feel like that would be like throwing money out there. I mean, and unless you plan on getting rid of some other completely wasting your time on bringing in some other. I don't, I don't get it. It just doesn't make enough sense for me. And OBJ, it's just he, he may get hurt in the Super Bowl. We have Devontae. We need guys. We need we need Nelly in there to just go screeching down the field, taking the top off and allowing just everybody else to do well. Could you imagine throwing Aguilar in there with Devontae and Waller and French Bro? Like that could be just you got 
the best of every world out there with him out there. So I've, I've said that the one thing that I think is the one element that I feel is missing from the Raiders offense. And the only element is the speed deep threat. And we saw when Aguilar was here two years ago, we averaged over 26 points a game. The chemistry with Carr was there. That would complete this offense. I think at that point, Raspy, if you bring Aguilar back, he's played in the system with McDaniels as well. You know, that's just another piece that fits. If they were able to bring him back and add him to what we have, I think that that would make the Raiders have the best offense in the National Football League. I'm, I'm just, I know I've just, I saw some of you guys that don't want him back. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want him back. But um, and then I'm, I'm with you with the Odell Beckham Jr. I think he could take the top off the defense too with the the supporting cast that would be around him. I just wonder if you get him in here and he doesn't get as many targets as he wants because they're going to the other three guys, which they would be. I just don't know that he wants to be a number four target out there, and I think he could be a guy that's griping and and bitching from halfway through the season. We don't need any of that, man. None of that. Nelly gives you none of that. He'll go in there. He'll run his routes. He'll do his thing. If it comes to him, he'll take it and make it happen. If he doesn't, he'll be happy to go right back to it. And the guy will block down the field. He does a lot more than just being able to stretch it. He's just a good dude. Yeah, I think that's the. those are the moves to make. And I think that there's a reason why Bradbury, as far as up until when we're recording this show, I, I don't see where he signed anywhere. The Raiders may nope. just be waiting for June 1st where they get that extra 20 to 25 million in cap relief and then make these moves because Man, I hope that's the case and I'm just lying in the just kicking it waiting in the you know wings there to snatch it up once we do so we don't have much longer to wait man hang tight hang tight I think there is another move or two for the Raiders yet to come on what we think is going to be a Super Bowl run that they're going to at least try to to make this year so you got anything else, Raspy, before we wrap up this schedule? Recap no, show? man, just love it. Love the, love the breakdown of the schedule. Love being to get at, you know, being able to just get at Nation, man, and say what's up. Nation, we love you guys, man. I'll keep a sh- Appreciate y'all. Art's going to tell you, too, what to do, you know, and we're going to come back at you, man. It's going to start, you know, we're starting to roll here, baby. We're getting closer and closer. Next thing you know, the season is upon us, and it's on, and we just can't wait. So, Nation, y'all take care of each other, man. Love y'all. I'm going to let Hart take us. Thanks for chopping it up with us. Yeah, guys, we, we appreciate it. Each and every one of you guys here that have been with us. And uh, to any first-time listeners, we really appreciate you as well. Let us know what you liked about the show. Let us know what, if anything, you didn't like about the show as well. Um, make sure to get your questions in. We're going to do an off-season edition of Ask Raspy here in the next couple of episodes. I'm not sure exactly when that will be, but just know that your questions are are all being considered, so don't think that we've overlooked anyone out there, and there's still time to get your questions in. And on that note, I just want to remind you guys again to keep your notifications on so you don't miss an episode. And also, guys, we're going to be moving to YouTube here before the start of the next season here on silver and black hack so we'll be sure to keep you guys informed and and posted on exactly when and where that's going to be and and where to find us on youtube as well so you'll have to put up with seeing our our ugly mugs here as well instead of just hearing the voices for once but we'll look forward to seeing each and every one of you on that platform as well 
And uh, to our audience here on, on the, the podcast platform, guys, just we appreciate you sticking with us, and we look forward to another exciting year of Raiders football here as we get closer to training camp. So for my partner in crime, Mr. Raspy Raider, this is your host as always, Raider Hart. And until we meet again, guys, keep on just winning, baby. <laughs>